Hey everyone, welcome aboard 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff, and welcome to episode 58. It's Tuesday in the studio, Wednesday in your earbuds, and episode 58 is just about to happen. As is the norm during this hot and sticky days of summer in Florida, we are staying cool in the studio with amazing guests. We are Sands the McDonald and the Sinkamani once again, and added another guest, number three. Guest number three. This week, Jeff Steinke. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you. Last week, our episode was entitled Created by God for a Purpose, which featured Megan, who is our Children's Ministries Kids Co. amazing person. And if you have not downloaded that episode of the podcast or watched it online, you can do so in the Church Mobile app, which of course is always our recommendation, or at our website, hospitalchurch.org. And if you haven't downloaded that church app yet, shame on you, but you can do so and redeem yourself by going to hospitalchurch.org slash F-H-C-A-P-P, F-H-C app. So as we continue on, this is the first time I've actually sat down with you, Jeff. So I know, other than that, I know your wife a little bit because our offices at Florida Hospital used to be directly next to each other, and we did some projects with her department. I don't know you. So just to get us started, tell us a little bit about Jeff. Uh, I am a registered nurse. I'm originally from Canada. Uh, My wife and I just celebrated our 10-year anniversary, Mm -hmm. and we went on our dream trip to Bora Bora. Stayed in an overwater bungalow, so that was Uh, amazing. uh. Just accepted a new job that I'll be starting in August at Adventist University of Health Sciences as a full-time professor. Excellent. So, yeah, a lot of – my wife and I just purchased our first home – We'll be moving in in August. So we've got a lot of lot of new things going on right now. <laughs> I'm like, your summer is going to be busy. Yeah, it is already. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, we only asked you to speak this week, too. So, you yeah, know, throw so, that into the rest of right. it. Well, you know, the interesting part about your message was the way that you started it and this health journey that you've been on. And I would invite anyone, just go back and, uh, and again, check out the message in the app. You can listen to it. You can watch it. You can watch it on the website. But it was very powerful in that I think a lot of people can relate, maybe not to the, your symptoms and to what you've been dealing with, but to something that, whether it be chronic pain or whether it be some kind of illness, that it really does change your daily outlook. And you mentioned how it has just caused you to be like, extremely thankful every day to the Mm. point that it's like, I need to, before I leave for work or as I leave for work, I just need to pray. I need to pray about where I work, who I work with and my city, Orlando. So for anyone that's listening that maybe hasn't had that type of experience or to that degree where it really just changes your focus and makes you realize that, man, there's a lot more that I could be doing and should be doing and maybe a different way I should be living what would you tell someone that hasn't had that experience to be able to understand that kind of force that moves you that way and that can be – because it can be hard to be that person if you haven't had it. What, what's he talking about? I don't understand. Why would anyone be moved to that kind of a life? Right. I mean it's it's hard if you haven't – sometimes you – most of the time you have to go through something like that to really alter your perspective. I don't know that – Without, I mean, people can tell you as much as they want. Oh, you know, it's like like in my message, I 
pointed out like it's you know it's a huge blessing to be able to work full time you know to be able to have a job to be <laughs> yeah. physically able cuz you know i didn't that was just something that we pretty much all take for granted until it's taken away, away from, from us and so yeah. when i had that two little over two year period where i didn't work at all i mean it was you know it totally changes your your perspective of things and just alters the way you, you view just working in general. What's the thing that you found that through this whole process and, you know, you said you're pretty well past most of it. There's still an occasional time or times when you have, you know, some experience, some of those same symptoms. What do you come through the other side of that with that you're the most grateful for? I mean, I know it's caused you to, to some of these life changes that we're going to talk about, but what do you feel like, how is Jeff different being able to work is huge. Just like the feeling of worthlessness when you're not able to work and contribute to your family financially, you know, being totally dependent upon, you know, your spouse and being a male, you know, there's all yeah. those those uh, norms and society expectations that people have. And, and uh, so just that feeling of like not being able to contribute was huge. But also for me, it was, I've been an extremely active person my entire life and playing sports has always been a big part of it and riding my bike and, uh, you know, swimming, bodyboarding here in Florida and just having something like that. I'm originally from Canada, so I, I've played hockey my entire life. And that was one thing when we, when my wife and I moved down here uh, in 2011, I knew that there was a men's hockey league here just at the RDV Sportsplex. Oh, okay. And so that was something I was really looking forward to doing when we moved here. And I started and then had these health challenges and I wasn't able to do stuff like that. And so um, just being active and being outside and, you know, being able to just, um, not be limited by your body with things like just being able to run again and, uh, go into the ocean and float around. Cause I, there was times that I would try to go bodyboarding and I'd be kind of bobbing around in those waves. And just that oh, sensation no. made my dizziness and symptoms just get nauseous Even worse. in like five minutes and I'd have to come in and wow. it was, so yeah, it was terrible. So yeah, just being active was a huge thing that was to be taken away from me was a huge um, challenge. So what did you feel during this process of, with your relationship with God? Did you feel like, did you have the Job experience where it was like, <clears throat> everything is silent? I have no idea, you know, what's going on. I don't have answers either medically or I, I don't feel like maybe I'm hearing God. Because a lot of times when we go through these things, it seems like we hear that, oh, it was like the loneliest thing ever. I, did. I felt like my relationship with God suffered. Was that the case or did you find that maybe it brought you closer and that God was – you kind of felt that uh, relationship grow during this time? Um, no, it was more the first experience, like the Job experience that yeah. you said. Uh, it, it, was a f it was the darkest period of my life um, by far, just feeling like God was silent on so much of it and just – praying for answers, praying for healing that didn't come. Uh, like I shared in my sermon, just, you know, seeing specialist after specialist after specialist. That was a long list. Yeah, of different <laughs> like areas and then multiple specialists in each area on some cases. 
And so it was, I mean, I tried reading some different books, um, you know, Where is God When It Hurts by Philip Yancey and just certain things. I tried just kind of taking time to listen, like I spoke about in my sermon. Um, And most of it was silence, but I did kind of get um, an answer at one point that, you know, I would be able to be active again one day. Like I felt like God was trying to kind of convey that to me and I wanted it in, in a ton a timeline. Like I wanted <laughs> yeah. to know when. Ah, don't we always? And so yeah. So like <laughs> I thought, well, okay, I can wait a year or whatever, you know, and I wanted. And so, but then even getting that kind of answer or, or response, then it was like, well, did I really hear that as time went on and, the, and the, that that prayer didn't seem to get answered? Because it was over. I mean, I wasn't able to work for two years, but being active has taken now almost five wow. before I've actually been able to you know, do things like play hockey and run and bike again. Um, so I there was so much self or so much doubt. Like, did I hear that right? Was I just dreaming that? You know, those, <laughs> yeah. those questions then of you know, was I really listening to God or, you know, and because listening to God has just been such a a challenge for me over the years because it's like, am I making this up in my own brain? Or, you know, it's always a challenge. (laughs) The devil loves that one, doesn't he? Well, one of the things that you said that kind of leads, leading us that direction is you said, we are God with skin on. And I immediately thought to myself, I've heard many times, you may be the only Jesus someone ever sees, Mm. which kind of is the same, seems similar. But that's a big responsibility in how we live our lives. And frankly, sometimes I think it turns into some into closet Christians in a way that they go out of their way to avoid the topic. You know, like, I don't even want to talk about this because, you know, then someone's expecting answers. And if like you're talking about your story where it's like, well, I didn't really have, you know, if you're in the middle of it, I don't really have any answers. I think I might have some, but I'm not even sure it might be me answering these answers or me telling me things that I think are going to make me feel better, but I'm not really sure about God if that's really him talking to me. What would you say to someone that feel that like in this process, how do you just keep going when, and then keep that outward appearance that hopefully is coming from the inside that says, yeah, I'm in this experience and I don't know the answers. Because I think a lot of times people look to us as Christians during those times and they want to know how we handle that. They don't care when things are good because, hey, we all do pretty good. Everyone does pretty good when things are good. But when things are bad, that's when they're like, yeah, see, kind of like the Job experience. Devil's like, yeah, you take that all away, then see what Job does. What would you tell someone? Definitely to get the support of the people that you're closest to. And I mean, my wife was in just unbelievable support through my whole experience. Um, I just can't thank her enough for just the constant listening and just someone to be there through all of it and through all the doctor's appointments and, and just questions. And just having her there was huge. So just having... You know, the people around you that you respect and that care about you that are also um, Christians and have a spiritual relationship um, is is a huge deal. So getting around those types of people. That's a tough one for some. 
Yeah. Because some people is. don't have those. I mean, you know, those of us that were blessed with amazing wives, we can sometimes take that for granted because during those times you look back and go, wow, yeah. that was a huge help. But what, you know, the people that don't, maybe that don't, that don't have that. And this leads into you, you said, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, uh, we need to be less in people's face about our Christianity, but rather majority, majorly in God's face about praying for the people who come in contact or we work with. And I, I thought that, that that really is good because, again, talk is cheap. People look at you and say, they, especially like you said, your, your coworkers know that you can be, I think you said they, they know you can be a little goofy yeah. and that, you know, you go to church on Saturdays of all days. And, you know, we a lot of us can relate to that. And every time something comes up where you go through something that's difficult or that, you know, they feel like doesn't fit what they believe that you believe – or the mold of who they think you are, that that makes it difficult to to just go. Okay, do I even want to? Again, do I want to do this and put myself out there because I know it's going to be well? Aren't you guys the people that don't do blah right. blah 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 blah? <laughs> yeah. The favorite thing that I had that that came out was you said we'll never be as efficient as if we listen to God to determine what our next steps should be. Hmm. At what point, I mean, do, do you remember a specific time when during this process you said to yourself, man, God, what are you, what are, what are you telling me? And because it's not, a, it's, it's not a discipline that is, I think, inherent to anyone really to just sit and listen, especially not in today's world. Right. Was there times when you felt like, man, maybe I'm getting a hold of this? And did you see the fruits of it during that process of just sitting and listening and, and practicing? And um, I mean, it, it kind of comes or I've kind of, I guess, been at it at different waves or, you know, you kind of have that. Then when I was going through that dark period, it was kind of not really there. So it kind of, you know, like I said, there's peaks and valleys in that experience. And when you're kind of spiritually on fire at different times of your life, I feel, or my life anyway, I felt it being a little bit easier. And the more that I've done it consistently, it's, it seems to go a little bit, or it seems to be a little easier. I seem to be able to pinpoint <laughs> it a yeah. little easier um, because there's, there's always times where I'm questioning, you know, well, what was that, you know, or am I making that up? But yeah, just doing it consistently, that would be the, the only, the thing uh, that I would encourage, well, myself included, because yeah, I, of course, yeah, don't I give up, right? Yeah, just keep keep, keep going. going back to it, because, like I've said, you know, I believe God, He wants a, a deep relationship with us, and so that you know, there's there's obviously talking in relationships, but we do have to listen, because that's just uh, such a big part with uh, any any relationships. Needs to have that communication. Yeah. Uh, we're quickly running out of time, but the one thing I did want to touch on as we kind of started to wrap it up was you'd mentioned that, you know, what if God really needs our prayers? And that was an interesting, uh, again, don't, don't miss the message because this was something that I wasn't expecting. And you'd had a couple of quotes uh, from different authors and, you know, you even talked about, um, I believe it was, uh, was it Frank Peretti Frank that Peretti, said, yeah. Bible prayers prayed as if their prayers could and would make an objective difference. Oh, that was Richard that Foster. That was Foster. That yeah. was Foster. 
And that, you know, the strength and, and then Peretti was the strength and boldness of the angels to engage the demons in warfare over humans is impacted by when and how many Christians are praying that there's like not enough spiritual cover right. to engage the enemy when there's not enough people praying. And I know this is a can of worms that could go really deep right here. That's kind of why I just put it at there at the end real quick. But, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. My sermon. Give, I, there's, uh, but to give somebody isn't. something to think about, right? Yeah. Because you also, and as again, we're wrapping it up here quickly, but you know, you gave some instances like in Exodus 32, where God is furious with the Israelites and Moses pleads with God and God changes his mind. Nineveh, God changes his mind. One Moses is, you know, inter kind of inter kind of the intermediary. And then right. Nineveh, it's just God going, wow, they did what they, they did. Yeah. They did what I told them to do. Right. And so God can change his mind. And that one, we've always heard, you know, you think about, well, God knows the beginning from the end and all this, but wait a minute, God changed his mind because someone asked. Right. So the power in that, that's something to think about. And it's been one that I've been, ah, been I've been wrestling with this ever since Saturday morning. And it's certainly not what I was taught, or at least what I took to heart as a picture of God growing up as a Christian. And yet, really, how cool is it that the God of everything known and unknown, the universe, everything that there is, needs something from us? I, I just, it's something to think about. And again, go to the message because Jeff really laid it out really, really well. And it's something that once you get it stuck in your mind, you're not going to be able to get it out. And I think it's that the Holy Spirit put that there in your heart to give to us, to put on our hearts. That we can't get rid of it either because it's something that I think would definitely change how we go about our everyday lives if we really believe that God needs our prayers. So just let that reside in the forefront of your mind. Let it dictate your study habits this week in the Bible, in your Bible. Make it in the forefront of your prayers and listen to see what God tells you. This week upcoming Faith in the Workplace series continues with Healthcare in the Spotlight again as we welcome a special guest, Cheryl Dodds. And the title of her sermon is called I Am Just I'm Just a Nurse. So you won't want to miss that. You can join us online at the hospitalchurch.org in the app. You can watch it live there. And of course, hey, if you're in Orlando, stop by. Uh, worship is at 930, 930 and 12. I always want to say nine and I know that's not right. 930 and 12. Stop by. Directions are in the app as well. Stop by and see us and hang out. We would love to see you. So until next Wednesday in episode 59, this is Randy for Jeff and Tom saying thanks for joining us. And we will talk to you then.